I would like to start this episode with an apology, Eli, to you directly. Oh, that's a change. I, a little while ago, relieved myself of my tummy toffee <laughs> into your bathroom. I wasn't going to bring it up. But... And I can only, in, in the common parlance, say I, I wrecked your bog. Mate, and... it was a s- fucking solid, thick, visceral fog. <laughs> Mate, and when it I smelled into... like an open sewer. I was looking out to see if anyone was doing any drainage work on the road. Mate, it's not good. And when I, when I looked into the bowl after my uh, passing of solid, it looked like someone had like thrown a bowl of Angel Delight down there. <laughs> Like, chalky angel delight. Oh. And so I had to give it a proper other kind of push down with some toilet roll to get it all off oh. the edge. Anyway, and then the stink was really bad. And Whoa. I had to give it three flushes to really kill the beast. Oh, it was a proper chod hopper. It was a proper fucking, like... Chunky mongus. <laughs> it was a battle of the mammoth beasts. <laughs> you know? It really smelled... I mean, I didn't even want to go there. It was because God's... that way madness lies, if I was really going to try and fucking, you know, yeah, appreciate no. that smell for what it was which is and you know when you sit in your own filth and you don't really know how bad it is for other people because you just go oh get your dinner out of that but then other people walk by and you think I've made a horrible <laughs> social faux pas well look we've known each other a long time Paul I don't think any everyone poos everybody Ev- shits uh, sometimes and sometimes people do a whole you know what the queen call shits it, an apartment uh, clearer do you think yeah. the queen ever comes out the toilet and goes I'd give it five minutes I fucking wrecked it no, but I think she probably does some smelly ones. I reckon her shits are real greasy. She doesn't eat garlic, cause, and I think that must lead to an imbalance in her sort of bowel. Yeah, but you know what she likes instead of garlic? Licorice. Does she like licorice? She loves licorice, the queen. Licorice torpedoes. Licorice torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Anyway, I just want to apologise for basically leaving such foul evil in your toilet, and I want you to know I actually care. Okay, thanks for bringing that up, Paul. Thank you. I, I feel better. I feel like a weight's been lifted from I've, my belly. Uh, it certainly has. Yeah. About a three-pound weight of pure evil. Yeah. It was like the evil at the end of Time Bandits. Yeah, just that hunking, gristly block of black nastiness. I have my own uh, uh, admission. Yeah. There was a character who turned up last week at the beginning. Yeah. He's gone missing. Who? Who was that? We pointed him towards... It was Andy McC- uh, McCulled Open. He went... I pointed him towards the copy club room. Yeah. The copy character club room. He's got, he didn't turn up. He's disappeared, and this isn't the first time this has happened, Paul. Are you dropping some plot stuff? Because I don't. We haven't talked about this. I'm not. It's not. I'm not making this up. You're dropping plot, and I'm dropping plots. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing this cold oh, open. Oh, fucking press the button, then. All right, then You've got uh, your fucking line. Yeah, welcome That's to a very show. poor line. Very poor line. About- <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the podcast. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Cheap show, you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap show. Cheap, 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 cheap. cheap show. It's the price of shite. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. Pua, that's a type of tea. Pua? Yes. 
Is it? It comes in cakes, hard cakes. <laughs> it's type of fermented. Like fully that, because that was a bit of a hard cake that I dropped. Did it have a proper density? It was. It did feel like. Or was it foamy? Because no. when you say Angel Delight, I'm thinking quite a, what I like to call an ecstasy shit. It had the certain. Which is when of... you're coming up on ecstasy, all the drug fucking admissions are coming out, aren't they? These like, days, all from you though. Just, just well, I've done more drugs than you. You have. Just before this recording, in fact. Sometimes when you drop an ecstasy tablet, Paul, yeah. you really get the need. And it's very, very foamy. It's like a big <laughs> Angel Delight bouncy castle down It was there. very aerated, put it that way. Yeah. It looked like someone had punched a pot of aero. An What's aero pot. Yeah. Aero moose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is very much like an ecstasy shit. Yeah. Well, hello. Welcome to the Cheap Show, <laughs> the economy comedy podcast with Eli and I go through the bargain bins, the charity shops and Poundlands of Great Britain to bring you the treasure we find amongst the trash. And we've been sport rotten lately with the things we were given in the P.O. box and at the live show and a few little trinkets that we've picked up ourselves. So let's get straight into it. I do have one thing I want to bring up right away because I do think this is important. I do think this is important. Okay. Bloody tweet the other day. Leicester Live did a top fl- uh, flavours of Walker crisps. Is he working for Walkers? No, well, is this some kind of marketing, hidden marketing no, campaign? No, the reason why... Sounds to me like it is. No, the because reason... Because if we're no, talking about I'll the top... I'll tell you! I'll tell you why! Because Walkers was made in Leicester. It's, it was founded in the, ta- in the town of Leicester, so Leicester Live are doing a... Oh. ...story about Walkers crisps and things like that. Paul, I thought you meant someone called Leicester Live. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's that's the kind of mentality I'm in with this. Hello, I am Lester Lyne. Oh, do you like crisps? I love crisps. My favourite flavour is egg. Egg crisps are great. I, I've demolished. Yeah, egg crisps are lovely. Salted egg. Lester Lyne recommends egg crisps. I demolished that salted oh. eggs. I, I, get, I like those salted egg crisps, man. Would you like to come back to the back of my van for egg crisps? I saw... Would you? Why? Oh... <laughs> Would you like to come into my van and eat crisps with me, no. Lester Live? Why have you got all those balloons? That's uh, it's for a party I'm organising later. Is that what? Are you inviting me to the party? No, it's just ambience in the back of my van. I thought we were going to talk about crisps. I mean, we could do both. <laughs> Fuck off, Lester Live! Oh, I'm going to go to that room down yeah, there. Yeah, get the some coffee. Yeah. I want to get some coffee. Knock in the on CC. the door. They'll be all happy right. to see you. Okay, bye then. Bye. Bye, bye. He was nice, Forever, bye forever. Yeah, we say that. They're processing character meat in there now. I'm sure they've got big grinders. Can Some I... people arrived with grinders. What, like drug grinders? There was a big van. It said Marjorie Craddock's machines on the side. Yeah. And these workmen come out, these big... I'm like, what's that? It's like a human flesh grinder. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> I'm getting seriously and overwhelmed. And they went in the CCC room. I'm getting overwhelmed by this. We've got characters, knockoff characters, tertiary characters, reboot characters. One-shot characters. One-shots. Arthur Point. Arthur we don't Point. know what's happening don't with him. Don't know what's happened to him. Sort Foreshadowing, of he'll get be involved in this. So He's coming back. down the line. Right. So let me get through this. So, yeah, it was founded in 1948 by a, guy, by a butcher called Henry Walker. Did you know this? We haven't even talked about this, have we? Walker's was founded by a butcher. Yeah. Mm. And as rationing continued, it took 42 years for the brand to become the leading crisp supplier in the UK. Uh, the first flavour was obviously salt. You had to add a little That's salt That's not a fucking flavour. That's like... For threepence, it cost in 1948. But then, due to science, the first actual flavour they made, what do you think it was? 
What do you think was the actual first flavor? I always made? was of the belief that it was salt and vinegar. The answer is cheese and onion in uh, 1954. And then since Cheese then, and onion predate salt and vinegar. Doesn't it just? Ooh, Certainly with Walker's history. This, we're tearing down the walls of conformity here Maybe now. other chip manufacturers created salt and vinegar first, but Walker's did cheesy ch- no, cheese Walkers, No, Walker's were their first there. It's very interesting, this, because I, I always think of cheese and onion as being just below in a sort of conceptual yeah. hierarchy. It's the Return of the Jedi of the tri- crisp <laughs> trilogy of flavours, isn't it? It's it like certainly is. Ready salted Star Wars, salt and vinegar is the Empire Strikes Back, cheese and onion is, is Return of the Jedi, yes. right? It is. Yeah. It is. That's a great analogy. This podcast is over. Right. I've, I've peaked. That's it. You've peaked with your Star Wars So analogy. do you want me to read out what their experts, their Leicester Live experts, which I want to say they haven't fucking named. They just said we've asked a bunch of experts what they think the top crisps are. So number nine is ready salted. Right at the bottom. Uh, they complain about the fact that it's inoffensive. Shut but up, it, Lester Live. But it's a 74-year-old flavour. It's, it's, it's standard. It's, I don't even think that counts as a flavour. I, I honestly don't, Paul. Because what are you saying? What is the zeroth? What is the zeroth dimension of crisp flavour? Is that exactly. just potato flavour? Potato. Is that basically a salt and shake without having put the shake without on? Without the little blue packet, yeah. That is, is that the pure... Is that the, the unflavoured crisp? Mate, if you're it's, angry now, wait until we start getting I'm going to get so angry. Because at number eight, second from the bottom, is salt and vinegar. That's stupid. Who... Who voted in this? 1967 was the first salt and vinegar Walker's crisp. Right, but was that the first ever f- time? We can't say. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Why are you laughing at my sneezing? It was just funny the way you were just like straight into it, you know? Yeah, you're yeah. no messing about. Uh, but yeah, they detest its sharpness. And for someone. Who's the... left alive? Who are these fucking people? Mate. I don't know. They haven't named these experts. This is what I'm angry. They should have asked us. Oh, they said experts, did they? Quote, unquote. The thing is, if you say experts, name them. List them. Tell us who those people are. Don't just say experts. Because who's that, your nan? Citation needed for this whole fucking list. Number seven on the list. Tomato ketchup. I'd put that higher, probably. I love those. No, but I would say they're too tart and sweet. You don't like tomato ketchup flavoured crisps? No. They're more popular, this uh, ketchup, in Germany, Italy, Japan and Denmark than the UK. It's much more established flavour of crisp, yes. And some people find them too vinegary, which I actually agree with. Is that what you agree with? Yeah. I love them. For me, they're the sort of perfect expression of what prawn cocktail is. Mm. Like, they got a, they're more common with that, aren't they? If you think about it, because prawn cocktail in the real world yeah. is prawn with rosemary sauce, yeah. which is mayonnaise, mayonnaise and ketchup. Right? Yes. So yeah, there yeah, is yeah. a ketchup note in prawn cocktail. Yes. And so to me, a, a, a ketchup flavoured crisp is just a much purer expression, a, a more successful expression, because they're not trying to recreate the taste of prawn. What I'm, You know what I mean? Well, let's Which get, isn't a real I, taste. I think we'll get to that in a minute. But right now they're saying that Walker's only did ketchup in 2001 when they collaborated with Heinz as a kind of... I love those crisps. I would fucking get three packets if I saw them in the shop. I wouldn't rate I it at number seven. I fucking loved them. I wouldn't put it... A, but above salt and vinegar. No, no, neither would I. But... Number six. This is where the list goes into fucking Edge Lodge, Ed Lodge, Ed Lodge, Ed Edge Edge. I can't. Why can't I say Egg Lords? Egg Lord. <laughs> Edge Lords. Egg Lords. That's what you are. You bum Egg Lords. <laughs> I am the bum Egg Lord. You certainly are. It was a Chofney destroyer. Right. Okay. So. This is bullshit, but number six is Cajun squirrel flavour. Which was what, a one-shot sort of stupid novelty? It was part of, yeah. of a Do Us a Flavour campaign in 2008 and came up with by 26-year-old marketing executive Martin Wright. I remember that 
And I remember tasting it and it was just bullshit. Just it's tasted a, of paprika. There's a know? website in 2009 that said it had the lovely aroma of paprika and Mexican spices when I opened the packet. And the crisps themselves reminded me of chicken fajitas with a gentle lemon aftertaste. Yeah, I've, they were decent probably. But just essentially it's a paprika flavoured crisp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just put squirrel in. Listen, I remember... Paul, in my fucking childhood, yeah. hedgehog flavoured crisps. Yeah. Do you remember those? I, I loved do. those. They were gravy, basically gravy flavoured crisps. I had a friend in university whose mother dated or had a liaison with the man who invented hedgehog flavoured crisps. Why where did they go? Why do, there's a there's a space in my heart and probably in the in the British consumer's pocket for uh hedgehog flavoured crisps to come back. I think it's unpopular. Why, why haven't they come back as a sort of you know heritage nostalgia driven in the same like the way, way whisper did for example or you know i'm sure there are other examples maybe one day they will but to me that's like saying here's a packet of crisp based on the flavor of pigeon or, or fox it's kind of like no one really eats hedgehog no but that was the whole point wasn't it i mean it was yeah. a sort of fantasy flavor perhaps with the rise of veganism it's just not sort of i just think people look it's not go, pc do you know what i'm saying oh what a lovely little hedgehog i don't want yeah. to eat him yeah and at the time it was sort of like naughty boys eat hedgehog flavored crisps because we eat disgusting was it working on that kind of thing i guess Bogies and hedgehog you know what flavor my fucking crisps are <laughs> rat dead rat flavor like that kind of i'll tell you what i like a fucking roadkill flavor you know what I mean? It's like that. Roadkill. Squashed octopus. Oh, mate, have you tried those new prolapse rectum badger fucking crisps? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know what I'm getting at? You was can it really part of that taste whole... the, the fucking arse gland. Was it part of that sort of transgressional sort of naughty boy God sort of knows. culture? We can look into that in a later date. I would like to do a deep dive on hedgehog flavoured crisps. Fine. Five is prawn cocktail. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid flavour. I would probably say, like I said before, when you want a pure expression of what prawn cocktail's going for, go for a ketchup flavoured crisp. And the Germans, obviously, they're ahead of us in a lot of cultural yeah. Areas, yes, they are. And so the Swedes or whatever. Um, but uh, they've discovered this. They don't mess with prawn cocktail no, you know where, crisps, do they? Do you know where prawn cocktail comes from? Apparently, according to this story. Germany. No. <laughs> no right. TV chef Fanny Craddock in the 60s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's the classic 70s dinner party staple, isn't it? Yeah. Basically, bunch of mayo, bunch of fucking... Half-thawed out prawns wrapped around a fucking, I don't know, moose glass. Yeah, put in a moose glass. We, they, they'd put ice with it, wouldn't they? they put just... ice. You know, it was really gross if the ice started to melt no, and sort of mingle with the... thing is disgusting. I enjoy an, a well-constructed prawn cocktail in real life. Right. They sometimes say it's called the Misfit Crisp because it usually only appears in multi-packs these days. Shut up. And it's a mixture of tomato, ketchup, cayenne pepper and Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire Night number four, toasted cheese. That's not a crisp flavour that I've ever come across. Apparently they ran it in the 80s for a while. They fuck you, did they? Why am I just hearing about this now? I don't know. Because I had that whole fucking controversy when I said on fucking Digitizer that you don't get cheese-flavoured crisps. and then Toasted everyone... cheese. Toasted cheese. I said you don't get cheese-flavoured crisps and then everyone berated me about mm. it. Do you remember? But this is an 80s snack. So people who are voting on this are based on a flavour that they half remember from 30 years ago. That, I've never, that's never come up. They just, they, someone Bullshit. just lied. They haven't talked to anyone. All they've done is created a clickbait thing for dickheads like us to click on and rave and about. Fucking try and fucking, yeah. Number three, smoky bacon. The ultimate repeater of all time for me. Yeah. Anything Walk I'm going through, it repeats. So there it, was, it is. It was originally in a vegetarian snack, but in 2013, Walker said, ah, oh, we've put pork in it now. Did they? That's what they said here. They announced that it would now include pork product in the packets from 2013. Oh, but then reversed it three years later. Twat. Number two, American cheeseburger flavour. I remember that vaguely. Uh, uh, it wasn't very good. We tried 2010. that. 2010. 
We tried some of those, didn't we? No, because this is 2010. We hadn't. We weren't a podcast then. We have eaten some cheese flavored crisps. Bobby's though. did a cheeseburger one. I'm sure ooh, they were because there was one that had a little taste of pickle to yes. it, wasn't it? No, that wasn't Bobby's. No, that it wasn't was a, Bobby's. Yeah, I think that might have been an American crisp. So they're saying it was relaunched in 2010 alongside the FIFA World Cup because I believe that was in USA, wasn't it that year? I recall. Yes. Uh, and at number one, cheese and, and onion. onion. Uh yeah, C H E E S E A N D O N I O N cheese and onion. That is a reference to the Ruttles with their song Cheese and Onion. I know that. You didn't. You didn't I did know that. You are a music clod. Do you know but do you know that um when Mac- 1954 Do you know what that's a re- reference to? Yeah. It's because what other f- food-based lyric was used in a Beatles song that they're kind of referring to before McCartney changed the lyrics? Do you know? Scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs, yeah. which was um, yesterday. Scrambled eggs. Everyone knows and that so story. Cheese and Everyone onion. knows that story. I'm just saying, that's, it's a, in the Ruttles, it's kind of reference to that, to cheese and onion. Do you see what I mean? No, it's not, because uh, otherwise it would be a pastiche of yesterday, and it's not. It's a day in the life it's actually doing a thing on. Cheese and onion. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, and they do that really weird flat note right at the end. Bomb. Yeah. That one at the end. So there you go. That's the top uh, list of Walker's Christmas. Fucking bullshit. Why can't people just be down to earth and fucking accept reality of the world of crisps, yeah? I've got a few points to make, Paul. Make them quick because I'm bored now. It took 42 years because Walker's were the underdogs, weren't they? Right up until the late 80s. That's when the shift, they overtook Golden Wonder. And then Golden Wonder fucking disappeared. When I was a kid. Smith's. And Smiths as well. They've all been absorbed into the Walker's Lay's fucking It's free to lay, isn't it? Disney, Hasbro, everyone will be owned by one company in the future. Yeah. Nightmare escape. I mean, are they still manufactured in Britain? Of course they are. Our crisps are, yeah. Yeah. We don't want no Johnny Foreigner crisps coming over here and taking our hedgehog crisps. So, I tried an unusual crisp that someone took, brought back from the Netherlands for me. And it was? Mayonnaise and chip flavoured crisps. As in chippy chip chips. Yeah. Isn't that oh. weird? So it's actually sort of chip flavoured. Chippy chip flavoured with mayo dippings. And was it successful? It was very nice, actually. But very, did it very taste nice. of chippy chips? Yes, it had a very strong sort of potato note. And then a, a sort of... You think it had a really strong potato note, even though it's a potato? Well, this is what I'm trying to say. It's a strange double potato More thing. potato than potato. Yeah. I can't fathom. They're great crisps. I can't fathom. Eli, what is more potato than potato? But potato. A crisp with a potato flavouring added. That's what's more potato than potato. But I was very impressed with the subtle mayonnaise flavour. Is there potato flavoured potato crisps? No, you uh, have to be... be... Potato flavoured potato crisps? (laughs) Eli, what go on? (laughs) I don't know. You seem to have lost your ability... What go on? ...to speak English as a first language. I'm having having a moment of existential qualms. (laughs) Right. The mayonnaise note, though, was very nice because you know there's a very small amount of mustard in mayonnaise. Yes, that was coming through on these crisps, coming through loud and clear. I mean, not loud, quiet and clear, like a ting on a on a frosty night. Ting, <laughs> ting on a frosty night. Do you know what it's time for, Paul? We need to maybe just drop the league of snacks and just make a crisp roundup. Crisp roundup section. A crisp roundup. We have to. We have to. Well, we have to look at what. All that material. Our crisp logistics, our crisp doctrine is completely... Th- it's just become... It's nothing. I can't even get in there. It's no, the league. No. You know, I was banging on the door 
Now that temple collapsed. That, collapsed. that entrance collapsed. The we can't get back in there. All, be- all below us in the podcast, that it's whole, all collapsed. It's all collapsed in yeah. weak foundations. It's like the burning of the Library of Alexandria, yeah. Paul. It's, we've lost all of that information. There's only one way we can fix this, it, and that's just to ignore everything we've done in the past and start from scratch. We need to start from scratch. And reboot it. We need to reboot the uh, the League of... So is it going to be a snack roundup or crisp roundup? I think it should be snack roundup. And it's got a rodeo theme. Ding, 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 ding. Woo! Oh, get those snacks, boy! Oh, I got the sword toughness on the back of this horse, boy! I don't know. I don't know what you've hey. Oh, look at those snacks going down the load! I got. Why, you're the pearliest little snack I ever did see around oh, here, boy. When Why I, don't you come sit on my lap, pretty snack? When I get my teeth into the crispy coating on those there peanuts. Oh, the crispy coating and there peanuts. My name's Billy the Chip, and I'm <laughs> coming looking for the finest crisps in town. Well, you're out of luck, Billy the Chip, because I'm old fungus no. <laughs> No, you can't. You couldn't think of anything, could you? You couldn't think of a cowboy from the past. All I could think of was fungus nose. Yeah, but that's not even a. You couldn't. He even... could be quite a good baddie, though, couldn't he? Oh, I'm evil fungus nose. This is already twenty minutes, and I think we've really maxed out what we can do with this segment. But we are going to put a pin in it. Don't let Fungus McGee go. Fungus McGee owns nothing. I'm Fungus McGee, and I. I'm Billy the Chip, and I own the snacks round here, Billy. You I'm, know that. I'm the fastest snack eater in the West. Lost like that. Oh, darn. You've eaten all Fungus's crisps. I do declare that I am Billy the Chip, and I'm the most rascally, dastardly, gunslingity, potato-eatingy gunslinger in this whole West. Who in the snack roundup? Ding, 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 ding. Well, I guess old Fungus McGee will have to leave town again. Come on, old handsome. You take that snack and buy the packet, open it up, don't make a racket. Put it in your fingers, pull out a chip, stick it up your asshole, slide it in your dick. Come on, eat your crisp. Oh, oh, fungus. My nose looks like a fungus. Yeah, no, there we go. That's it. All over Is that it? That's it. You dropped your pants and did a shit on this segment just now. No, I didn't. You did a little dirty instant. (laughs) A little dirty instant. And I'm going to have to stop this now. You've ruined this because of your dirty bum mouth. Because of my dirty bum mouth, I've ruined this. The little, little, little showdown. This just coming through on the source report. Welcome to the Source Rodeo. No, no. Your new snack segment will not intrude. Oh, get your horse and drink it down. Make sure it's hot. Don't make a sound. Get a sweat on. It's too hot. Can we hot. get these cowboys out of the Source Report studio, please? Woo-wee. Ding. Woo-wee. Get out. We're causing a fuss and a feuding, boy. Ding, 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 ding. Saucy, hold on, no. I wish Billy the Chip would stop inter- interrupting the Source he's a, Report. He's a, he's, a, he's a bloody outlaw, isn't he? He's the fastest snack eater in the West. Well, he's, he's ruining this segment for he's me. Quick and on if he's the not draw. careful, Paul... Yeah. I'll send him to the CCC room. I'll take it and I'll go and shoot him, boy. Oh, he's back, is he? <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Source Report. This is the segment of the show where Eli, we... Eli, I want to apologise for besmirching the Source Report. I'll let you do it okay. in your own Can I? tone. Thank you. Welcome to the Source Report. <laughs> he's giving me a fucking sad boy face now. Right. Hello, welcome to the Source Report. It's where we taste and assess... And analyse 
sauces. And as we all know, sauce is the butter of life. Stop with the Western stuff. I'm going to call Fungus McGee back in here. I want sauce. <laughs> right. I want sauce. Now, two sauces on the agenda, Paul. I'm just going to ignore this. You trying to... We've got two sauces on the agenda today. I want to reboot all of Cheap Show no. to be a Western No, theme. we can't. Like no. we did to number 73. I want the last few years of this podcast to be all based in a saloon. It's not... A- the old Cheap Show saloon. Woo-wee. There's uh, Sticky Vicky doing her bro. Oh, uh, she could... Yeah, she could uh, translate, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Any other characters? No, I can't be asked. Yes. Paul, it's not a good idea for anything to, in its final season, It'd be, be like Deadwood. Uh, I'm sorry. Have you never seen me. Deadwood? It's called Swear Machine. I think that's As in, it's... like, put 10p in and it says, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, like that's Swear it. Machine. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it is. Oh. Lovejoy uh, plays an automaton that swears when you put a nickel in its slot. Is that what that was about? Yeah, it's okay. definitely about uh, that. I was putting some spare change into my uh, Godzilla money box. <laughs> It's got a big load of different sound effect cues, it does. Does it? I yeah. thought it only had two. No, it's got like six or seven. And then, and then it, there's one where it plays like a good minute and a half of like theme music. Dun, 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 dun. Someone did send the link on Twitter about where that's been sampled. And it's like some Jay-Z type thing. You know what I mean? Right. Which makes sense. It's a good soundtrack. It's a really effective piece of music. Ding, digga, ding, digga, ding, digga, ding, 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 ding. It's a nice thing. And thanks again to whoever gave it to us. Ding, 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 sauce. Now, the first source we're going to look at, Paul, Ooh-wee, I can't wait. has been on my shelf for a number of years. I'm Wild Bill Hot Sauce. I bought and this. And I'm here to have the hottest, tottenest sauces in the land. Hoo-wee. I wish these cowboys would clear out. It's a I cow- honestly it's- do. Listener, it's a cowboy-flavoured episode today because I says so. Oh, God. Can we just... I'm going to get Fungus McGee back in because he causes trouble mm. on his old horse hands. I've got Billy the Chip. Billy the Crisp actually sounds better. Reboot, Billy the Crisp. Billy the Crisp. I've got Wild Bill Hot Sauce and uh, third one. Now, this is Firefruits Hot Never Tasted So Good Artisanal Hot Sauce Lime Cilantro Habanero. Heat level high. I bought this about seven years ago in right, Florida. so I'm going to imagine it's not edible. It you know, will be. You know you bought that then bu- before we started this podcast. Yes, this dates from. I've just it's mint on card, Paul. I've just broken the seal. This has not been opened or messed with in any way. There's been no opportunity for the air to get to it. Air must okay. have gotten into it though. You don't have to taste a lot, but I want you to taste some. I'll taste it because what I'd really like to do is more hot brown dabbing of your toilet before <laughs> I leave. Now, yes, it's made in Florida. I wonder if this brand is even around anymore. Possibly not, because they're very much a. Uh, uh, short-lived enterprises a lot of the time. They're like pop-up stores, aren't they? They kind of pop up, do their thing, and then fuck off. Sources do, yeah. 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 You think the bottom dropped out? This is designed for cooking, grilling, and dripping. Like my fucking bottom dropped out before. Do you want to know what the uh, recommended food is for this? Great on. What do you think is listed first? You can't grate on sauce. It doesn't no, grate it's great like as cheese. In, this is great. You I can't feel great. grate upon anything. What are you going to do? I'm not going to grate sauce. I'm not going to try and grate this sauce. You could. It depends on how old it is. It would be a drizzle. It would be like a, a grater-aided drizzle. Yeah, like a kind of sprinkler of sauce. I could sprinkle it all on a grater. Would you put a sprinkler in, in the grass, with a pipe to a sauce pot? You'd lose, and you can lose a lot of sauce that way. Spray up into the garden there. Grate on it. wings, steaks, tacos, sausages. Burgers, fries, pizza, sandwiches, fajitas, nachos, seafood, sushi. So great on food. A lot of food there covered. 
And again, this is lime cilantro. Now, I'm going to be looking if this is even decent after all these years. Yeah, well, I don't know. Has it changed its colour? Do you know? Oh, dear. What's that look for? Very garlicky on the nose. Yeah, but again, what I'm going to say is this. When you bought it, was it that colour? Because yes. that colour looks like what I left in your toilet, frankly, today. I think it was a bit of a more vibrant green, and it's gone browner over the it's, years. I, I think we should have a very small amount of this, and ideally, none of it. Now, can you see the best before? See that if you can read that in the light. I think it's printed on the on the shoulder of the bottle there. Do you see there's some writing? Yes, hang on. 2018. Okay. Is when this should last have been consumed by humans. No, best before. Even so, it's four years ago. <laughs> oh, God, it smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it... <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Oh, poor you big baby. There's something nasty about that, Eva. You can't smell it. I, it's very garlicky. No, there's something in there. There's rot. There's rot there. Rot, You're you imagining it. No, I'm not imagining it. What I'm ga- what I'm going to gather is that I have a better attuned sense of rot than you. Well, maybe there is a slight Mate, There's note. a little bit of fucking a web and a cobweb with a dirty sock on top. It's got oh, that. Oh, oh, it's very rot. I don't want any. Please don't make me for this <laughs> yeah, podcast. A very small bit, yeah. Mate, I don't, I don't know if I can. I think I might actually be sick with this because in my head now I know it's old. It's out of doubt. Tiny drop, look at that. Should we taste this together? <laughs> no, you don't have to. Actually, it's going to make you vomit. I can't do it. Oh, I'm fighting. It. <laughs> I'm fighting. Right, I have to take the duty on. <laughs> Paul, oh. just give it back to me. Give it back. Oh, I, don't want I, I want to. I want to play. I want to. Don't. I don't want to be the guy everyone hates online because they don't do it. But mate, I don't want to do it. <laughs> It's a very small bit, Paul. You don't have to put that... What's it like? Uh, 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 I can taste the rot. (laughs) Have some water. It's like lemon and rot. Have some water. (laughs) 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 Have some water. Is it bad? To me, Is there any heat left in it? No, it's not heat. It's got like a lemon sting to it. Have a go. But it tastes like lemon and rot. Right. I'm going to taste a bit. Uh, Why can't you sense my pain? Uh, Mate. uh, uh, There's rot there. There's there's, uh, there's a darkness. uh, It brings out the Arnie and Eli. uh, uh, Enter the chopper. uh, 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 That's the closest I've been to vomiting on this fucking podcast for a while. Yeah, what it is, is uh, there's still some heat there. Um, there's a sort of... Uh... I tell you what it's like. It's like a sausage roll of filth where on the outside you've got the rot and the kind of the, the fermented badness. And then the inside you've got this streak of like meaty lemon filling which just goes... The lemon Slices is... through. Yeah. There's a sort of um, citrus. Oh. It's kind of fallen apart the flavour a bit over the years, I think. The amplitude has gone down, you know? It's like all everything's separated out. It's of. really just gone all good. It's bad. not as bad as... It's not that rotten tasting. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. All I could taste is the rot in that. It was just layers of There fucking... is a slight rot note. There's a slight sort of staleness. I agree. There's a staleness. Oh, fuck me. God, that was horrible. I kind of what I was it... getting was a, a bit of heat and a, and a sort of sourness. Like the citric isn't isn't bright citric. It's no, a sourness. It's... Do you know what I mean? A sort of dull sour. Don't think we should have eaten that, mate. You'll be fine. It's best before. It's been sealed. That's it's it. Not. I am not fine. I am not fine right now. I am very close to just packing it in. Just everything that's put me off life. It was. I'll give it. 
I'll give it one. Oh, we're writing that, yeah. are we? Oh, we're writing that. We're writing yeah, that it's a out of date piece of shit. People want to know. Oh God, what's next? Fire fruits. That was that source brand was great. Well, but good riddance. Hope it doesn't cause fire fruits coming out the other end. Yeah, it's going to cause worse than fire fruit. Fire eggs. Yeah, fuck fucking <laughs> fire chods. Right. Uh now, we move from that, an undistinguished and, frankly, out-of-date hot sauce, Ugh. probably consigned to the annals of history now. I've got the rot just in the mouth, in my jowls. Well, I think our next and final source in this segment, Paul, will uh, we'll clear rem- that away. Remedy out. that, will it? Now, this is a novelty super hot sauce. I don't know if we've done this on the show before, anything of this stature. Of this calibre. This is called Widow No Survivor, and it has a... Toy, little toy, cracker toy spider glued onto the stem of the Which bottle. is kind of shit, isn't it? Well, I don't like the way that it's crudely glued, so it's got a big splodge of glue coming out below the abdomen. As Can if... I just say, though, I like the phrase crudely glued. <laughs> crudely glued there. Which sounds like a prog rock, kind of like a, a prog <laughs> be band. Good, yeah. uh, but it looks as if the spider is sort of, you know, taking a poo-poo or something. He's done, like, he's, he's he's done a done dirty it. little spider accident. Yeah. Which I don't know if they do that. He splodged the fat well. Now, I just thought this is some kind of fucking stupid, you know, novelty sauce. Similar to the fire fruits, it's just going to disappear, you know, or whatever. Yeah. We, we got, got it, it for a particular purpose. We got it we'll for get a into, purpose. Which we didn't get around to using it for, so it's but kind then, of extraneous. I was browsing through this incredibly useful reference tool, Dr. Bernarium's hottest ever sources. <laughs> in Dr. Shape... Bernarium. <laughs> no, me. it's a very sober research tool, uh, reference item. And I was just... Can I just say as well for the listeners at home, they don't realise this, but the book is in the shape of a bottle of hot sauce. It certainly is. Which means every page has a model of the bottle on. Yes, it's quite nice, actually, the photography. It's lovely. It's fine for what it is. Now, I was surprised to see our no widow, no survivor, appear on the pages of this very reference time. Yeah, because we saw that and thought, oh, no one's going to take that seriously, but apparently... Someone it's has. a serious source. The page, the entry on it in this book, has some little things here. It says personality, the personality of this source, Paul. Deceitful, vicious. Balance, stable, rigid. Body, medium, trim. Bouquet, spicy, treacherous. Is this your Tinder profile you're reading out? Length, oh, yeah. hung like a donkey. Is that really what it says? Yes. So there's, the, we've, you know what, maybe that's a trick we've missed out on, describing hot sauces as in length of penis size. Well, length, that means how long it sort of burns for, I guess, is what they mean when they talk about it in the context of hot sauces. Yeah, I guess so. But then why describe it like a penis? Because like penises and hot burns aren't really, they now, don't really go together, do they? Whoever wrote this book had to fill some space because when it says the story of this sauce, it's just this sort of riff on... Incy Wincy Spider, this person has written. Oh, it's just basically, yeah, saying what the sensation of drinking that sauce will be like what goes through this spider's mind. Now, what caught my eye, though, Paul, is the little description, tasting notes, whatever flavour notes it says at the bottom. A sturdy web of destruction with a dash of oriental influence, courtesy of soy sauce and garlic, which are ultimately devoured by the incredible heat of habanero and, what does that say, cap? Capuzian extract? Capiscum extract. Thank you. So that's the very, that's the caspiscum or whatever they call it. Oh, okay. Cooking additive only. Yeah. Okay. They are not messing around with the strength of this. Burn rating is six out of what? Ten? I don't know what the the scale is. They don't give Scovilles. No, they just do that whole, I mean, Mad Dog's Revenge gets seven, six, six, six. So it's in the upper echelons. Yeah. This is going to be a hot one, boy. Ass blaster. Fuck me. They come up with some awful names for this shit. Yeah. Crazy Jerry's brain damage. 
Obom-er-bit-bom-laden with a very racist stereotype on the... Fuck me. Right. Professor Fard Pounder's colon cleanser. That's a genuine... I know. These are real sources. I thought surely these are just sort of fly-by-night, but these are actual sources. Rectum Ripper. Rectum Ripper. Bloody hell. Oh, there's pain 100%, which we used on Bartians. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, yeah. Anyway, that wasn't that hot. How many things is paying 100%? That was only at four, I think. Yeah, that wasn't that hot, was it? I remember oh, five. It, I remember it not being hot, so this is only meant to be one hotter. All right, well, let's go and try it out. Here's my spoon. So, I've you know, there are these theories, obviously haven't been proven, but that people who are more closed-minded or bigoted yeah. don't like spicy food or they don't like, they don't enjoy hot a, a range. That's just a theory. But And sometimes I feel like that. When I was, I don't know if I told you this story. I was getting a sandwich when I used to work down in Shad Thames. Not Sad Thames, Shad Thames. That was the Welsh part of town. Shad Well Thames. And I went, to a, um, I went to a get my sandwich in lunch, one of these cafe places. I got a prawn roll, basically. Prawn mayonnaise roll. And I said, can you put some hot sauce? Put some... Uh, and the person behind me went, what hot sauce on a prawn? And the guy who was serving it to me was like, what are you doing? And I was like, you fucking racist. Fuck off. Fascists, that's what they are. And they, yeah, just because they don't understand you can put hot sauce and on it's something. And like, it's not even that thing. It's like a fucking, it's like an age-old combination. Chili and seafood is like one of Did the biggest things. even have any hot sauce there? They do. They had a Tabasco. You know? All right, okay. Fucking arseholes, though, you know? Try and fucking tell me. What you can and can't you know have on I mean? your fucking prawn weird. roll. It's like, oh, weird. It's like, do you want me to fucking buy the sandwich or not? And you, other person in the queue, fucking butt out. No one asked you whether you think it's weird that I'm having hot sauce on my prawns. You know what I mean? I'm just going to go ahead and say that this story isn't as interesting as you think it is. Oh, can I have a huff? I've had a huff of the widow. <laughs> have you? Yeah. You're going to get some money out of it. Oh, it's very rich. Let's have a little huff. Now, as we discussed before, Paul, I do, oh, do right. feel it's, I need to bring this up. This is a... Um, it's got a warmth to it already just off the nostril. You know, it's got a kind of thick... Yeah. Like It's a richness, isn't it? A sort of sweet, a deep sweetness. Did some go on your nose? Yeah. <laughs> right Is it burning your nose? Oh, yeah. Really? Just from that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Don't it's you? only a little tingle, but it's enough to... Ah. Mate. Right you... Oh, I can smell everything right now. Wow. Right, I'm going to put a little bit up. How much do you just put on? Don't put too much, mate. Honestly, this could be... Oh, it's thick. Do you have some milk here standing by? About that much? Yeah. yeah no right. more than that. Now, I do need to remind you, Paul, before you eat it's it... It's almost chocolatey. That's right. That's rich. That sort of rich... Uh, sweet, like I say, a deep sweetness, isn't yeah. it? Sort of a very or tomatoey, but a deep tomatoey. I need to what warn you again. Part of that umami flavour you're getting is from this very small amount of anchovy that is in here. <sighs> Don't put it in your eye. My nose is really stinging right now. <laughs> oh, Don't. It's weird. It feels like someone's now, put a pin in my nose. We know that you're allergic to fish, Paul. And as we discussed before, there is a very small amount. A very of small amount. But I think I'll be all right because I have had like Caesar salads with anchovy in. And you've been okay. And I've been all right. Okay. And you're only having a tiny amount tiny of this. Bit. So just be aware. It's literally no more than a five pence piece it's worth. It's a tiny, on, tiny it's, bit. It's, it's, it's not even a five pence piece worth. And I'm going to have a similar amount. Cause I, oh, oh, that's a bit too much, isn't it? Maybe. You're going to have to commit to that now, aren't I'm you? I'm going to commit to it. You oh, come are. Come on. I always say I'm a big man and I eat all the spices. Let's see what my metal's made of. I'm a big man who eat all the What is this like? Get Carter for sauce. <laughs> I only told you to get the bloody sauce. No, that's the Italian job, <laughs> fuck. Right. You can't, get Carter is you're a big man, but you're out of shape, right? It's that's that right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Here uh, we go. It looks very chocolatey. It does. It in has, colour. And mine has a little floatlet in it or something. Mine has a little floatlet or something. It's quite in. a nice smell. All right, I'm going to do this. Here we go. Oh, this is this says food additive only. We might not be able to do the rest of the show, man. 
We can take a break. Okay. For like a week or so. <laughs> Here we go. Right. Oh, fuck. Ooh. Holy Ooh, that- fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh. 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 I've got a do. Oh, fuck me. Oh. 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 That bites. Oh, God, that's, uh, God, that's too hot. Okay, do you want some milk, mate? <laughs> milk me. Milk me, Eli. Ah. Uh, oh. oh. Jesus. Oh. 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 That's really burning my mouth, man. That's canal. I got a sweat on. Ah, that's really burning my mouth, mate. And I feel sick from the rot. And I'm generally sweating. Oh, God. Oh, that's really burnt my mouth and it's now burning the back my of my throat. My nose is on fire because I've got that little pinprick of hot sauce, mate. This has been a bad sauce report. <laughs> so hot. That is a hot, one of the hottest that's sauces the hottest I've ever had. I've ever had. Oh, I can't touch my face. Oh, my lips really hurt. Mm. Oh, my tongue really hurts, man. I'm at the stabby in the mouth oh. stage now, Paul. It's oh. like someone's fucking slicing my tongue. It's like there's a little yeah, man a fucking. Little man. Oh, I've gone all snotty. Snotty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's come back your nose. Oh, I'm gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll get a tissue. Oh, it's like over. It's like we're over. <laughs> thoughts on the sauce then Eli <laughs> you okay no I feel really poorly now we've had a bit of a clean up I've had everybody. hot rot and then like gut smasher now I think we can both agree that was the hottest sauce we've ever done on the show Paul uh, by some margin yeah really really and, bad uh, I don't want to go hotter ideally no the pain I'm... just didn't subside there's only there's one I think one hot sauce in the whole book that's hotter than that which is it's... arse muncher or something isn't no, it no which is the mad dog oh which... yeah which is uh, seven and a half million Scoville. So we must be talking around six million Scoville, something like that for that. Oh, the old Phillips. Huh? Philip Schofield. <laughs> oh, he's hot. Now, um, we just anyway, wanted to say... it had some. I want to say it had flavour. It wasn't yeah. just hot sauce. There was a flavour there. There was a delicious sort of soy sauce umami and uh, yeah. garlicky. Yeah. And you just think, oh, that's nice. And then it's immediately pulled into hell. Immediately the pain just it's smacks like you. Someone took a brick... Wrapped it in barbed wire on a ch- on a like a length of barbed wire, covered it in hot sauce and threw it down my gullet and it then yanked at it. And really, it was just... really painful. Yeah, and I had to go to the loo because I got all my. That's one of the effects. Your of... face exploded with snot, mate. Is what happened. That's one of the effects of caspiscum. It makes you snot. It it uh, it uh, moistens your uh, not moist. It moistens your fucking face, mate. I know that for a fact. It loosens with your gooey, mucus. gooey nose splodge. It lo- loosens the mucus. That's your, you start to cry and your nose starts to run. Oh, you mate, know? it was just... It's the extract. And I went... It had to go use the, the bathroom here, Paul. Yes. The toilet. And I was very weary because... Of my of, afterburn. Of your fucking chutney miasma. <laughs> which before had been so solid, like an immovable, solid, opaque... It was block. my... But so, it's all gone. It's all gone. So it was a quick-moving ch- chutney my, miasma. So solid crew. More like so solid poo. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, there you go. There you go. That's the source report. Forever. That's the, I think we peaked. We can't get that any... That was a pretty nasty source that, report. From beginning to end, that was the least favourite source report I've ever done. 
Yeah, it was oh, pretty mate, bad. I feel pretty fucking bad right now. Really? I feel poisoned. I feel ill. You t- you only had a tiny bit of I that know. sauce. It's still suitable for consumption after best before. How much would it take you to put a bit of that widow on the end of a Q-tip and then smear it upon your muscly meters? Well, just dip dab. Just I wouldn't little, want to do that. Dip dab on the I lips. I wouldn't want to do that. On the lips. Li- on the lips of hot sauce. Now, on your dip dab. That's, this isn't the section of the show we're doing, Paul. No, we're not. This is now the segment called Eli Silverman's Platters. Silverman's Platters. Hello. Silverman's Platters. Uh, hello. Time for Silverman's Platters. Yeah, something and nice to chill out to. The last part of the show. Just calm it down. This is the segment of the show where I produce vinyl, we listen to the vinyl, we assess vinyl, and we have a patron saint who is Clyde McFatter, who we've seen a picture of today, both of us. So he's very much in our minds. He's very much in our hearts Look, and some, minds. Some kind soul uh, at the live show gave me an LP, uh, Clyde McFatter LP, which we listened to some of today, didn't we, Paul? Nice enough. It was not very good. I think it was his wilderness years. Really? Is it well, not like his I lost Well, because I played tracks? you that early, that sort of R&B, boogie-woogie piano number, which is really hot. And then I've got that Stevie Wonder song he did. Yeah. I've got the LP now. It's Clyde McFatter, Let's Start Over Again, which is probably what his producer said after this week show set of songs. <laughs> oh. uh, but there he is, uh, and he's looking over at us. He is the patron yeah, saint. He's shining over us today, so let's put him in his there, spot. There he is, Clyde Look McFatter, everybody. Uh, but that is very much not what we're covering today. Paul, would you like to introduce the first record on today's Silverman Platters? Yes, today we're going to just start with a bit of a follow-up to something we did a few weeks, well, a few months ago now, when we covered Tiswas and Swap Shop and stuff. Mm. And I was in a charity shop the other day, just looking at, just looking about, and I came across a single, and it looked like Tiz was, but it wasn't Tiz was. It's it weird. Ha- it's like um, an AI has it, done and made Tiz was. Do you know what is, I mean? But it is Tiz was. So this is a seven inch. It is called. It's by a band called the Pie and Ears. Pie and Ears, which I didn't realise until I said it out loud. Yeah. And to cut a long story short, this is a Tiz was single. It comes from the very final series when Chris Tarrant had fucked off and taken some of the cast with him to do OTT, which was the adult late night Tiz was show. Question. Yes. You uh, boy. Did Lenny Henry go with him to OTT? I believe so. Ah. So what happened in its place is they rejigged the main cast. I'll read it out from Tiz, uh, from the Tiz Was wiki. This is uh, the last season of Tiz Was, which ran from 5th of September 81 and ended in 82. Mm. Its format was heavily tinkered with by ATV management. I read an article elsewhere about how at this point in the show's run, it kind of become too slick and it was hard trying to find that anarchy when everything was so well, easily, you know, so comfortable now. But wasn't it a formula that was working, for, at least during the Tarrant era? Yeah, but here's what happened. Tarrant went, oh, this will work as an adult show, and fucked off to OTT. Ah. And then ATV went, maybe focus on the kids a bit more rather than the adult kind of content. We know, years ago, they released an album, a Tiswell album, all about the uh, Bucket of Water thing. What's it called? The Buccaneers. The Bucketeers. Yes, Bucketeers. So yeah. this must have been in its dying throes, an attempt to recapture that. Some of that with the pies. Yeah. It's obviously had been the big sort of standout hit, the Splodge Cannon. and the the, Was it called cannon. the Splodge Cannon? I mean, it's not, but we're calling it the Splodge <laughs> Cannon. A big foamy cannon shooting out arcs of fucking foamy... Really thick arcs of foam. It was quite arousing. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a splodge, a fucking spooge... Not what it's, What's the word? Slime. What yeah. do they call it? Slime? Well, they didn't they really have it? slime in this country. It was more... Just they had a dirty water cage, didn't they? We've yeah. seen it. 
the dirty water cage. Yeah, no, that they, was the kids go of water. in there and they get buckets of water yeah. thrown on them. But did they also get slime on them? No, that was, slime uh, wasn't a thing in the UK until like Nickelodeon influence came I over. I see. I see. So all those shows began to it affect was a, our shows and give us the slime. It was a real innovation in uh, children's Seriously. Uh, TV. Yeah, it was. It was, slime was an American TV staple in like the late seventies. Oh, really? Like they. Seriously, started the whole slime kids show thing off then. They and then we got it when we started seeing like Double Deer and those kind of shows. Right. So the cast of this single is the cast of the final series, who are Midlands DJ George Astley. Let and- me see, because I want to know who is who. So George Astley is the guy, the older guy. We're going to put a picture up on the website. You can see what we're talking about. Again, he looks sort of too old to present a kids show. Do you know what but I mean? But he was a mate of Tarrant and had been around the Tiswold studio in the running series. So when Tarrant fucked off, he went, oh... Gordon will fill in. Wow. So then we've got form of darts frontman, Den Hegarty. He's the guy with the ears on in this. Yeah. And um, wait, no, hang on. I need to get this right. Den Hegarty, I think, is the blonde-haired guy, right? This guy? Yeah. Wow, I knew I recognised him from the somewhere. The one with the ears is comic impressionist Fogwell Flax. That that fits better. That Because he's got a website that I went to, which utterly fucking depressed me. Really? Because it was like, I do cruise ships, and oh. I used to be on Tiz Wars. And it's like, yeah, once for that final season. Oh, my really God. Count. I was Imagine that was your claim to fame, the one season of Tiz Wars where no one remembers. You know, it's one of those websites that someone built in, like I don't know, 2003, and haven't hasn't changed it since yeah, or updated yeah. it. It's all very basic, and there's all kind of very rote stock industry pictures of himself. Oh, my God. Do you think he's still working? Is it? Yeah, no. I mean, uh, probably. Now, also, what's confusing about this photo on the cover of this single, Paul, is there's a picture of the character, whatever that character is. The Phantom Fly Flinger. Yeah, but then who's this? That's the Phantom Flan Flinger. But he's, you can compare that there's a picture of him in the background and there's, he's actually in the photo. They're I'm not the same, I know, but it doesn't matter, does and it? And they don't match. That's how matter. shoddy it is. I mean, I don't know. Maybe hat, I'm wrong. His hat in the photo doesn't look the same as his hat in the in the picture that's there. Oh, it says here, actually. Uh, although Sally James did stick around and became the series music editor, she did dis- leave before the series ended. So she bailed before she's the show. Like, look, I mean, she looks a bit tired there. She looks like she's had enough already. Do yeah. you know what I mean? There was a character who was like the Fonz called Shades. Oh, my God. And I really want to see some of this. I bet it's completely lost. There was a puppeteer called Trevor James who had a giant parrot who was there to fill in the void, but left by Bob Carroll. Uh, Imagine filling in Bob Carroll G's void with a talking parrot. It's all just second rate. It's, uh, it's delicious. End, at the end of 81, a restructure of ITV's broadcast network saw ATV win back the franchise from the Midlands uh, on condition of changes in the output and branding uh, so that's one of the reasons why I ate into it. But as we found out as well, that last series of Tiswas went out during the early seasons of number 73, which is going out around the country. So only a few uh, networks got Tiswas. Got the last season yeah. of Tiswas because it was already past its, its best before day. Apparently ATV chairman Lou Grade, who was a big uh, person who got, he was, he was massively involved in bringing the Muppets into existence. That was a existence. huge name in media at the time, wasn't but it? But he fucking hated Tiswas and was happy to see it die. Oh. Perhaps the, that was, uh, perhaps his influence was part of the reason it did perish. But there is very little about this song online compared to uh, the other album we had. Like I song. say, it's just completely hidden. And the other thing that's delightful, are we going to play them any? You know what? Let's actually play a bit. A bit. Let's play a, the first track. Which one should we play first? Well, like, that's the thing. It's an A it's and a double, double A. a. There's no play, B side. Let's play the uh, the one that is the custard pie song. That one. The the football chant. Yeah. Okay. Singers and rockers, magistrates, clerks, and keepers of parks, wardens of trafficking, ancient trafficking, cheeky first wenches, Tory backbenchers, overseas visitors, crooked solicitors, folks are praying, some even paying. 
sun in the eye from a large gust of high. In all kinds of weather, all together. And you may be surprised to learn it's produced by Chaz and Dave. Produced by Chaz and Dave. Now, it's another... Um, I like that track, I'll be honest. It's very much a football chant, isn't it? it no, it's a list song, isn't it? Oh, it is Chaz very much Dave. like that. That's what I like. Yeah. It starts off like that, but then it's got... Oh, oh, oh. It's yeah. got that. The, 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 the England sort it of It kind of works in the it? same way Three Lines works, where it kind of throws in chants and Little things. bits of chants. Yeah. And they are great musicians, Chaz and Dave, aren't they? Oh, yeah, but they are. But I think this really speaks to... How fucking ubiquitous they were, how in demand they were in that period, late yeah. 70s, early 80s. They were everywhere. I remember everyone sort of hating them because of their, their, their every TV programme you turned on, they were on, every record yeah. you heard on the radio. They were producing fucking obscure fucking kids show records. They, were, everyone, they must have been so in demand. Everyone remembers them for that rabbit song, right, by and large. Yes. But then you forget that if you actually take the time to listen to their albums, they wrote some fucking excellent songs i mean it's it's trite to say but it's true but ain't no oh, what's that um ain't no missing you whatever um, ain't no pleasing ain't you. no pleasing you is fantastic have you heard that song. version they did recently with, i mean obviously before he passed with the orchestra uh no it's like um acoustic yeah it's like a sort of semi-acoustic pared down slowed down no slowly. i've not heard that I'd fucking heartbreaking it. it's, it's a great really... it's, it's a great song yeah. genuinely no they were great so they've been rehabilitated but you, this kind of speaks to how their style, that whole Mockney thing, must just have been just everywhere yeah, for a couple of years. You know what I mean? And right. then it fell into pastiche, and then it kind of made they were out of fashion. But then they never really, you know, did anything other than be true to their own sound. Yes, but I just don't think you get artists. It was a phenomenon, sort of a very British thing. I, as I well. think they. Be, I, I think you can lump them in with like Bullseye and and shows like that, which were kind of like a snapshot of what like the the working class or lower middle class people were like in this country in that time yes, the fashion so, the yeah. style because like you listen to a lot of Chaz and Dave and a lot of their music is kind of slice of lifey yeah it's like families and and going to Margate and well there's that great song about alcoholism isn't there about going to the pub going to the pub yeah is the that, wives are yeah. waiting for them and that and the, and the, the, the hangover song the drumming in my head whatever yeah, that track yeah, is. Yeah, yeah yeah just brilliant slice of life songs that now like, this isn't their best no work. I'll just carry on talking you can just interrupt if you want I feel sick to my <laughs> fucking nuts and now, are we going to talk about the other side? Is this talking over me again? <laughs> I'm bearing Because I've heard it. You're sick. You're sick of sauce. You oh, know and what every just... fucking week, I turn up here every fucking week, and the first thing you say is, oh, I'm not feeling it today. Poor, I didn't I'm say that hungover. today. I, feel I didn't like say shit. that today, did you, I? Yeah, you did. I fucking didn't. Oh, wait. So on this one occasion, you want a badge for that, do you? I didn't. I haven't. Not only didn't I, did I not say it, I haven't brought up that I didn't say it until you brought it up, Okay. So I didn't say it and I didn't bring it up and I want a badge for that, please. So, <laughs> you have up. you got a badge? I ain't... Have you got a badge for me? We don't have no stinking badges. Okay. Are we going to mention the other side? Yes. Now, the other side, the other of the eight, is it's the pie of the year. The year it's of the, the pie. <laughs> Very different things. Year of the pie, pie and the pie, pie of, of the, the year. year. Yeah. What's pie... your pie of this year, Paul? Uh, steak and kidney. You don't even eat that. 
Because the kidney makes you go, yeah, yeah, doesn't no. it? I like, uh, I, I've been having a lot of, I'm not talking pies, fuck off. Um, <laughs> Come on, no. did you hear that, everybody? I almost lulled him in. Into a pie chat. <laughs> Lured him into a pie chat. <laughs> we all want you to talk about pies. I can't now, be asked. I had a nice curry pie. Uh, oh, uh, curry pie. Like a vegan curry pie thing. It was very nice. Really? I can't remember the brand or how much it was. Was it or... Pie Minister? Because they're no. very disappointing pies. No, it wasn't Pie Minister. I once shot an ad in their, um, not an ad for them. It was. I, I shot an ad in their office in Bristol. And there was a sausage, an old-fashioned sausage poster on the wall. And it was disgusting. I can, I'll give you that. Old-fashioned sausage poster? Yeah. A sausage poster or poster about sausages? It was a poster saying, oh, look at these different types of sausage you can get. And some of them... From were f- Pie Minster. They were just in, it was just on the wall in Pie Minster somewhere. Because they were like, trendy. Like, let's have this whole retro sausage poster in our office. Anyway, here's that fucking song. <laughs> it's the year of the pie. Not even in Hong Kong. Unheard of in America, but the flinger can't be wrong. So here in the UK, let's hand out a bouquet. It's the year of the pie, so join in our song. Oh me, oh my, those plans when you days just seem to rush by. Up your nose and in your eye, we're celebrating the year of the pie. Steadily creep up, you'll never hear a sound. <laughs> With a bit of luck, you'll learn how to duck, though. You'll be sure to get you the next time around. Oh, oh me, oh, oh my, this fancy days just seem to rush by. I'm sort of an old cowardy sort of thing, old. It reminded me of the goodies album stuff. It had a vibe of like, because it's weird, when that first album came out from Tiswas, that was produced in part by. Neil Inns and so there's a lot of Neil Inns in there you can hear it whereas with Chaz and Dave you've got the Chaz and Daviness of it but this has a you're right a kind of no cowardy the ja- goodies end of the pier kind of thing Dixieland almost sort yeah. of American a, a chant, jazz age a chant kind of cha-cha-cha yeah so. it, it's fun you can imagine they were trying to have that catch on in some respect also there are impressions which must have been him. Ian's stock in trade must have been fucking Prince Charles because he Prince Charles fucking comes on and does a whole bit, doesn't what he? What his name? Fuckwell Frog Ooh. or something. Ooh, yes, no. It's the, my oh, pie. Oh, the ears, you're right. Yeah, he's doing it. Ooh, Ooh. my pie. Oh, I've swapped into the pie. Hang on, is your grumpy session basically Prince Charles? Yes. Uh, basically, yes. The wife and I. Ooh. Camilla. I would like to be your bumble wipe because then i'd be in your bum camilla can i park my balls in you please camilla whoa that's the highlight of the show there that's that's the sniff that's the that's the teaser i'm gonna put out park my balls (laughs) (laughs) mate that's why that's that's it oh there fucking green fingered idiot Right, okay. Let's move on to the next record then. Yeah. Very interesting, deep Tiz Was lore there. That is a platter for me this week. That's a platter track. Definitely. I mean, it's just, it's it's interesting. 
it's interesting enough by itself that it's rareness and weirdness. But then the Chaz and Dave angle as yeah. well, you know? It's, it's interesting because I've never heard of it before. It's very much a post note to the whole Tiswas yes. saga. And it's kind of fun. There's nothing on it online, really, apart from a few videos on YouTube. But that's it. And it's a good video featuring the Splodge Cannon. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. Bring on the Knoll. It's a <laughs> time, time for a bit of no. So there's not really much we can talk about this. This is a flexi, Paul. Yeah. True Text 14 presents Noel Edmonds' favourite hits. It's a flexi and it has a, a photograph sort of... Uh, kind of etched image of Noel's face on the uh, centre. On the on the centre where the label would be on a normal record. Yeah. But this is all just one Some thing. Some guy <laughs> on one of those Discog type sites went, I have a few of these with a sticker over Noel Edmonds' face. Does that make them more expensive or Funny, rarer? Yeah. Funny. And, and someone on the next went, no. And that was yeah. it. <laughs> Fuck you. It's also like, it's like the top of a record cartridge, a record player cartridge thing. The top of the... Oh, that's See, it. That is, that's it's quite is. a nice design. Do you know what that probably means then? There was probably kind of a kind of an advert in Looking Magazine or Cindy Magazine that had that real image on where it was like his face, the record, the arm of the record player going across it. And then they would have taken that and then yeah. made it for the sleeve of this. So it's effectively Noel Edmonds saying, oh, we're going to play three songs for you now in a kind of kind of mic, mega mix thing. And we like him and we think you'll like him too. It's his favourite hits. No, they're not. And there's, there's layers to this. So A... Trutex is a company in the UK that nowadays is primarily known for making clothes for kids for school, right? School uniforms. Jumpers, blazers, jackets, trousers, shoes. Those black trousers and the, just the uniforms. But this is from what? The 70s, late 70s, right? Yes, has to be. be. So it's for Trutex teens, which we can only imagine is a line of clothes probably designed for girls that are outside of school wear, you know? Fashion clothes. Shorts, skirts, tops. Is definitely girl stuff? I think so. There's, I couldn't find anything online for about teens, it. teens, 14. But it's suggesting, because of the songs on it, actually are kind of ballads. They're all mostly ballads. They're love songs. It seems like this is for girls. This, okay. This is a flexi that was well, on a girl's a magazine. He's a bit of a heartthrob as a DJ. I think he was, because he's well, still he in was, his very young days. He's sort of... He was, he was... If I get the timeline right, he was probably doing the breakfast show on BBC Radio 1, which was, you know, the coveted slot. Everyone in the country knew you. Yes, and a bit of a... That was... Back in the day when a DJ would be that popular. And maybe he was just before Swap Shop or about the yeah. same time. Yeah. So, you know, he's the face of the young generation, you know. So they come to him. They say, we want to do this giveaway where we want to put a flexi disc out with some covers because they are covers. What are the three songs they've got on there? It's a three minute single, but with a mix of three songs on them, which are. They the aren't left- listed. They are the list on the left hand side, uh, right hand side of his face. Oh, yeah. Don't go breaking my heart. Which is Elton John and Kiki D. Of course. That's a great song. Can't Get By Without You. Who recorded that originally? Oh, I forgot now. It was written down. I need you more each day. You can't get by You sure by that's not the real thing? You. I think that is the real thing. These are all covers. These are sound alikes. They are like... Um, like the Top of the Pops albums. Like Top of the they Pops were all albums. covers. Just a cheap, just get some session musicians just to copy it. In yeah, there. because it wasn't really a thing, collections, especially multi-label ones. It was all from that one label. And if you couldn't get the license to multi-tracks, you would just re-record them. You would rather then go approach all these different labels. You just go under one label and, and do covers of them all with soundalikes. Of course, there's this rumor stroke myth that both Bowie and Elton John yeah. recorded some of these. They were session musicians for these. I think the Elton, what, Elton John one's true, right. but the Bowie one might be a bit more kind of mythical. But until the Now albums came along, the idea of you know songs from different labels all appearing on one compilation was kind of was absolutely rare. So that's fascinating. It is the real thing, as I thought. Uh, probably one of the biggest ever British 
disco yes. R&B acts. And their big hit was... You To Me Are Everything. Which I was my karaoke favourite at university. It's a fucking great pop it's disco fu- track. And this doesn't sound too dissimilar to it, to be yeah. fair. I still think it's a great still song. Still good. Still and good. And the third track... And there's some of their more funky stuff, and especially off their concept album, yeah. um, which is called... It has the track Stanhope Street. So the concept, okay. it, it's worth checking out. there. a slice of life kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, it's about where they grew up in, in Liverpool. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Third track, though, is the one that was kind of like, oh, fuck me. It is a Dr. Hook tune, we discovered. Yeah. If Not You, it's called If Not You. Uh, do you want to sing it? Wait, wait, wait. I just put Doctor Who in instead of Doctor Hook. <laughs> easy, easy mistake to make. If Not You lyrics. So we're listening to this. And it's a reasonably insipid ballad, but let me just uh, read the lyrics out to you flatly, matter-of-factly, and go, ah, it's funny what men expected of women back in the day when it came to love ballads. Incredible. So here we go. Great opening line, by the way. I'm just going to say this. This is the opening line for the ages. Who's going to water my plants? (laughs) Who's going to patch my pants? Who's going to give me the chance to feel brand new? Who's going to iron my shirts? Who's going to kiss where it hurts? <laughs> oh, Something's red and angry, darling. Oh, you've you made like, it. Oh, you've made it hurty. Give oh. a kiss, kiss on the hurty lips. Oh, oh my arsehole hurts. Oh, I've got a lump on. Give oh, the lump I've a kiss. I've got a fucking tumour on my arsehole. Anyway, and who needs a man when he flirts the way I do? Who, if not you? Who, if not you? Who's going to wake me on time? Who'll smile when I look fine? Who's going to stay on my mind the whole day through? Who's going to see that I am fed? Who's going to want me in bed? <laughs> oh. Who will Who will watch TV instead? Because I do. Who, if not you? Do you know what? All of this, these offers of sort of domestic servitude are really getting me turned on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sitting here, a little, you know, 16-year-old girl listening to Dr. Hook go, oh, I'll make you tea, I'll kiss the hurty spot, oh, I'll wait for you to come I'll home. I'll iron your clothing, all and of it. Think about it, this guy I'm pitching in my head singing this song is this big, fat, fucking hairy lump go, who's going to fucking wash my arsehole? <laughs> kiss me where it hurts and give gonna, it a wash. Who's going to wash it when I'm too fat to reach it? <laughs> <laughs> who's going who's gonna to lick? The fucking gruel from the sides of my mouth, now, if not you. Those are covers, but I have to say, the first two have pretty rough beats, like pretty funky. Heavier they've, on they've the drums. it up. The yeah. drums are coming through. Can you play? You can't even play I any can't, of that. But it, this might be on YouTube, so if it is, I'll put a video link on our webpage for this episode. There's definitely sort of a sampleable sort of crunchy well quality. It's well produced. It's, drums. it's not half changed, you know, in terms of the quality. Are you going to play? We're going to play the intro. Which yeah. is all that matters, which is Noel singing over the True Text 14 theme. Which no, is he's the, not singing. No, they're singing in the background. He's talking over their yeah. singing. And he introduces the songs in that very much kind of give me my £200. Let's get this 15 seconds done so I can fuck off yeah. to my helicopter. Fucking so dismissive. Yeah, I'm Noel. Yeah, you know, you love me. That's fine. Uh, yeah, what's this all for? Fucking 14s. Fuck it. I'm Noel Edmonds. Yeah. And I'm going to introduce these three songs that are really my favourite songs. Yeah. And I want to share them with you. For Bullshit. you lucky 14 True Text wearing kids. Yeah, here they are. You're going to love them. Bye, everyone. I'm Noel Edmonds. Where's my money? He must have done like three of these every day for fucking He's... three years. How many you know times I mean? has he come up, though? 
in this segment where he's done something like this, where he introduces a song for Barclays or he introduces the Specially For You song for your birthday or whatever it is. He's you just know. said yes to every offer of a promotional. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. He is the original brand off when you think about it. He totally when you think is. about it. He totally he's is. like an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, he's, he's always building new business. He's always on the go. He's, he knows his value. You've got to say that for him. How many times has he been married out of interest? I don't know, two, three? Oh, he definitely has had divorces then. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's, he's moved. He's, uh, he's upgraded the models, has he? He was the guy who met a woman through the through the cosmos, and then oh yeah, and then and then she basically did a tell all to the newspapers, and oh, he went, "Oh, the cosmos told me to be careful. Oh, you should have listened then, shouldn't you? Yeah, you, you know? fucking bearded twat. twat. Anyway, yeah, he's really it. like, yeah, hello, fourteens. What is this? Who are these? My favourite songs. They're called this, this, and this. Right? Am I done? Thank you. You know what I mean? I wish my wife was a robot. Yeah, the cosmos told me to get a fucking robo whore. <laughs> <laughs> no Ledmans in the robo whore. Yeah, I'd sounds watch that. sounds absolutely exploitative. Is now, that it? That's a segment over. Oh, we need to. I, we we need haven't to... played the track yet. Here we do. Here's the track. Well, the beginning bit. My name's Noel Edmonds, and for all you TrueTex 14 fans, I'd like to play three great hits that will always be favourites of mine. First, there's Don't Go Breaking My Heart, followed by Can't Get By Without You. Then let's take things nice and easy with If Not You. I'm sure you'll like them. And to finish off, there's that number one sound in children's wear, the fabulous TrueTex 14 tune. See, it wasn't all that good, but there you go. Well, there is something we've forgotten to do with this record, and that is, I need to ask you. Yeah. In the eyes of Clyde, he's looking down. In the eyes of Clyde. You need to give me your binary answer to whether you believe this record is a platter or a splatter today, Paul. I'm I'm torn. Oh, it's definitely a platter for me because I love the I'll crunchy beats. The beats, the crunchy beats. There is something so useless, pointless, ephemeral about it, right? And yet. Those it, it's 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 one of those things where the it's bigger than some of its parts. Yeah. When you step back and you look at it, you think, oh, what the fuck? But when you look into the bits, it's like, oh, there's Noel Edmonds doing this, and you can think of the backstory, and then there's the, the there's the theme they've put together, then the re-sung covered songs. I like the, those. The those mix appeal to me, and it's just a simple crossfade. It's not like they've cleverly stitched those songs together. It's which like, sometimes was done in the era. They'd yeah. say, I think on some of those top of the pop stars on forty fives. That's is the one. The, is, did the, it. is the big example. And later, Jive Bunny. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. To chart a claim. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to have to press you. Oh, all... it's a platter. Then it's a platter. Yeah. Well, that was a. Successful segment. It was a lot better than that fucking source apocalypse we oh, had. Yeah, which... on that, on that, Paul. Yeah, Ooh, I'm feeling something going on my in tum- the lower end of the colon region. My, my tumbly is very rumbly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's wrap this show up. Okay. I'm going to try and do it as fast as I can. Right, go on then. Okay, if you want to know anything more about this episode, go to our website, thecheapshow.co.uk, where there are pages dedicated to each episode where you can see pictures and sometimes videos to accompany the things that happen in these podcasts. Also, it's your one-stop shop for a lot of stuff. There's blurks to... There's... Blurks? There's blurks to mink. There's <laughs> links to merch uh, from events, physical magazines, which you fi- simply have to get your fucking hands on. They're fucking great. Get your hands on those. The brand new one, 80s-based, uh, number 73 front cover, is one of my favourite things ever. I'll get you a copy. Don't worry about Thank that. You. It's at home. I forgot to bring it today. Oh. So 
and Tony's merch and Spunk Rock's new art to celebrate 300. That's all there. And also a link to our Patreon, but it's also patreon.com forward slash cheap show give what you can but only if you can and you get access to videos and podcasts and behind the scenes stuff and all kinds of weird wonder oddities and the magazine that you get the digital copies of the magazines directly to your face uh instagram facebook with a you can find us by looking for cheap show pod and finally twitter where we're most chatty at the cheap show pod i'm at paul gannon show and eli is eli snow it's about eli snoid and that's it that's all we need to do that's all we need to talk to you about uh episode 300 coming up in a few weeks we've recorded it a few weeks ago now now, two weeks ago now. Two weeks ago now. Cray cray baby. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I am really looking forward to sharing it with everyone because I'm fucking really proud of it. And I hope you have fun because it's going to get released as a video as well as the podcast version on the same day. Uh, Paul, I'm yes. excited too. Thanks to the patrons, guys. Lovely, lovely yeah. stuff. And thanks to everyone who came to the live show. But Paul, we really need to sort out the CCC room. If, look. Should we go there just see what's going on? We can't on? even get into the corridor now because they put a lock on There's the corridor leading There's a fucking gate up. on the corridor. What That's is why this is even our podcast. I reckon they're drilling down into the fucking League of Snacks and Crisps. What, into the cell below? Uh, yeah, the because temple. it's all full of rubble and stuff and the old crisp records. If they get down to the temple, they'll be getting to the catacombs and be able to escape all over the fucking place and get in and out. Who knows what the fuck's going to go I on I don't like that. the idea of this. I think we should gas them still. <laughs> Well, we can. We could we could t- use nitrous and make them more happy and then go in and sort of... Fuck them. Mm. Weird. I'll fuck them. You will. You'd fuck or kill anything, wouldn't I you? Didn't s- well, okay. Yeah, this is like the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, did it, did it, did it. Hey, bye, everyone. That's not really an ending to this episode, but we haven't got one, so goodbye. Goodbye. Looking good. Oh.